It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. As the Miami Dolphins reach the midway point of the 2023 season, we are looking at the Dolphins roster, their injuries, and some updates on the heels of Miami's second loss of the season in Week 7 to Philadelphia. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tip of the cap to our everydayers who do keep it locked in because it is your team Every day, we don't just say it, we live it here on the Locked On Network. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Today on the show, uh, I have finished the uh, film studies of the Eagles' victory over the Dolphins from week seven. Uh, a lot of good to take away, a lot of uh, not good uh, to correct. Uh, some things that were outside of your control, you can only control what you control. We'll talk about that a little bit later this week, a.k.a. later today. But wanted to jump on top of uh, the current status of this Dolphins roster as we get ready to turn the page on to New England in Week 8. The Dolphins will be at home against the Patriots, who are coming off of a come-from-behind fourth-quarter win against the Buffalo Bills. And um, this is not a team the Dolphins should take lightly because the, the Patriots showed quite a bit of life uh, against the Bills uh, in Week 7. So Miami uh, has some moving parts uh, that we're going to be in flux with throughout the course of the week uh, and then long-term as well. So we're going to talk about injuries here today on the show, the state of the roster uh, with, with players that got banged up. We heard from Mike McDaniel yesterday in the afternoon and gave us a chance to, to kind of glean some insight on a number of players, and then we'll talk about the, the domino effect and the ramifications and other returning players that are eligible uh, as well. So uh, the uh, first injury that I want to make sure that we is the injury to Isaiah Wynn, uh, who was injured on the first possession for the Dolphins with a quad injury. He was ruled out, uh, and Mike McDaniel said that one will be weeks, not days, not day-to-day weeks and with the bye week lingering for Miami in uh in two weeks after this game against New England and Kansas City I think it's probably safe to say you probably will not see Isaiah win back until coming out of the bye against the Raiders it's just a gut feeling um that's a big enough gap now if it's longer than that it may be longer than that but I think the earliest you would see win back at this stage based off the verbiage that we heard from Mike McDaniel was uh, against Las Vegas after the bye. And, and it's nice that you get the bye tucked in here. It's not ideal that you're going to play Kansas City with Chris Jones, and you're going to have to find a combination. And you still have this ongoing issue with Connor Williams. We'll talk about all of that a little bit later in the show. But it is worth acknowledging that was the heavy-hitting one uh, for Miami. Now, another heavy-hitting one, and one that is cause for concern, but 
uh, is a little bit more touch and go and day to day is the status of Javon Holland. Javon Holland uh, was a part of the collision with David Long late in the game. And he came out and was evaluated and cleared by an independent neurologist uh, on the sideline, went back into the game as is status quo with concussion protocol. Uh, the day after the game, you go in, you have a follow-up appointment. It was at that point that Javon Holland, according to Mike McDaniel, self-reported uh, symptoms of a concussion. So Javon Holland is currently in the NFL's concussion protocol. There have been some incidences of players clearing protocol in the same week. That is not by any means a guarantee. And from a percentage perspective, it's very small. So the Dolphins need to plan this week with anticipation that you will be playing this game without Javon Holland against the Patriots. And there are worse passing offenses that you could play to not have Javon Holland. But nevertheless, that is a concerning blow with Javon and what the safeties looked like the last time the Dolphins had to play without one of their two starters. You might have some help and reinforcements there again. We'll get into that a little bit later in the show. The other player involved in that collision was David Long. And David Long, according to Mike McDaniel, uh, did clear concussion protocol on Sunday night. It just, by the time he cleared or, or was, was cleared by a doctor, uh, it was too late to get him warm back up to come back into the game for Miami. And then he did not report any symptoms uh, on Monday during his follow-up assessment. So David Long is fine. So the player that came back in, and that's this is that's the testament of kind of the tricky nature of head injuries and the concussion protocol and an imperfect science, and you'll never get it right. Uh, Javon Holland was cleared on Sunday quickly and returned to the game and then had after the, the, the day after symptoms and is now in concussion protocol. David Long missed the rest of the game, although he was cleared on Sunday night and had no symptoms. Uh, on, on Monday, so he is cleared and good to go. The other Dolphins player uh, that was injured as a part of this football game was Jalen Waddle. And Mike McDaniel said that Jalen Waddle was a back injury, so it seemed like back spasms. Uh, as of yesterday, Mike McDaniel said, our expectation is Jalen Waddle is going to practice on Wednesday. So that is a bullet dodge for Miami as well. So all things considered, Isaiah Wynn is a little bit of a longer-term issue. It, it's, you'll be without him for a while with your offensive line. Uh, Javon Holland may be available this week, may not be available this week, and then it seems as though David Long and Jalen Waddell are fine and, and will be good to go against New England this upcoming week in Week 8 as the Dolphins host the Patriots. Now, you have some players who might be able to help you. Uh, coming or in a position to come back and get put onto the 53-man roster. And I look largely at the defensive backfield. And this includes pre-existing injuries because you had Xavier Howard who did not dress for this game with a groin issue in spite of him telling the media on Friday that he was good to go. And you have Connor Williams uh, as an interior offensive lineman who did not dress for this game and missed his third game in four weeks. And uh, you could really use his talents. Uh, especially if you're going to be missing your starting left guard and you're already on your backup left tackle, uh, as well as uh, Kendall Lamb has played in stretches this season. So uh, there's, there's a lot of layers to unpack, and that's why I kind of wanted to dive into this. And we'll start with the defensive backfield next on this episode of Locked on Dolphins, so stick with us. These days, every potential new hire feels like a high-stakes wager for you and your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the best qualified candidates available and at your disposal 
That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can add uh, the purple hashtag hiring frame and your job to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. And simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That is linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Prize picks, the best way to play daily fantasy sports, in my opinion. Uh, it's easy, it's exciting. It's not you versus thousands of other people and pros and sharps. It's you versus the house. You pick more or less on two to six player stat projections, and you can watch your winnings roll in. If you hit successfully six player stat projections more or less together, you can win 25 times your money this football season and turn $10 into $250 in one snap of the fingers. Now, they also offer weekly promotions that lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, prize picks discounts select player projections by up to 25% to provide even more value to you. You can go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for first deposit match of up to $100. That is prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for first deposit match of up to $100. So Miami's defensive backfield, uh, and we got some breadcrumbs here from Mike McDaniel as well. And we also have some other breadcrumbs that we can look to as far as what are the reinforcements the Dolphins may have. There is a chance that Jalen Ramsey plays on Sunday against the New England Patriots. Uh, Cameron Wolf of ESPN, or of NFL Network, excuse me, uh, reported yesterday the plan was for Jalen Ramsey uh, to get involved in first de team defense, defensive practice reps this week, and that there was a chance that he could play. And Mike McDaniel, as Mike McDaniel does, is very noncommittal and said, uh, you know, and, and it's intentional that we do this and speak in areas of gray because we don't want to put expectations on the players and then uh, do anything other than that's process oriented that has the player's best interest in mind. So you understand and respect why Mike McDaniel's always kind of touch and go when he's asked, oh, is so-and-so going to practice on Wednesday? Is so-and-so going to play on Sunday? And it's five days ahead of that. So I get it. But there's a report that's out there that already suggests that uh, the Dolphins will see Jalen Ramsey practicing with the first-team defense. He won scout team player of the week last week. Uh, and had no setbacks. His return, along with that of, of Xavier Howard, who seemed close to playing uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles, and they certainly could have used both of those corners uh, to try to contain as best as they can A.J. Brown, make a huge difference in the secondary. And if you are going to absorb the absence of Javon Holland, if Javon Holland does not work his way through concussion protocol, I cannot think of a better way to do it than to welcome back Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard and completely change your starting perimeter quarterback situation by adding two new players who are both former Pro Bowl, all-pro caliber players. That's on the table this week. Will it happen? 
don't hold your breath, right? Like, don't get your expectations up. Expect this team to continue to be conservative. They feel like they do have wiggle room. They do continue to look at this season through a long-term view, long-term scope, and big picture. But, yeah, there's a chance that Howard and Ramsey make their combo debut against New England, and that, in my mind, would be a massive game-changer for what we want this Dolphins team to be, what we expect this Dolphins team to be capable of, and to help mitigate the absence of, of Javon Holland. Now, even if Javon Holland doesn't play, that doesn't necessarily mean that Brandon Jones will automatically get tapped in either. What is the status of Nick Needham? Uh, Nick Needham was on the PUP, uh, working his way back from an Achilles injury last season. He's been practicing the last few weeks. He was listed as a full participant last week in practice on Friday, and he was not activated. The Dolphins did not open a roster spot in time. They gave the roster spot that was available to them to Jeff Wilson. Nick Needham, from what I understand, has been getting time, not just practicing at corner, but also getting some time practicing at safety. Could Nick Needham be a candidate to step into a role? And, and Nick Needham had done that for the Dolphins in the past few years. Was it the rousing success as what he showcased in the nickel? No. But the big question, the big concern is there's so much communication that's required, and this is a back-to-front oriented defense. Who between the ears gives you the best chance to execute at a high level and get the calls right and not have assignment busts and give up a bunch of explosive plays. And if that's Nick Needham and he's healthy and ready to go, then let's go. And Brandon Jones should also be preparing this week in accordance as though he's going to be a starter as well. So you might have three guys back there. It might be Javon Holland. It might be Nick Needham. It might be Brandon Jones, but they'll have options depending on how things unfold. And it is a storyline that I am especially interested to watch. And you will continue to see uh, the Dolphins chasing, getting everybody on the field and right at the same time. Of course, the cruel twist is, oh, we might get Jalen Ramsey back this week. Hey, by the way, Javon Holland in concussion protocol. And obviously we're hoping uh, for the best for Javon and that he gets back to 100% as soon as possible. Uh, but all things considered, you're creeping towards this week 10 bye. And that, for me, I think is finding the right risks to take between now and then to try to win the next two games. And they're both winnable games. Obviously, you're at home for New England. And if you win that one and you're 6-2, and two, I'd be feeling good going into Kansas City or going out of the Kansas City game so long as you don't get waxed. Now, I would want to win the game because the Dolphins, if they win the next two games, they'll go into the bye week as the number one seed in the AFC. Like, that's mathematically a fact. You win at or you win against New England and then you beat the Chiefs, you'll be the one seed going into the bye. And you will have your hallmark victory not at home against a good team. But let's worry about the Patriots this week. And that's why it's kind of a gut punch to find out that the secondary is going to be in transition because the Bills' injuries of their own showcase that New England's got some life to them, and they're they're really capable of um Mixing it up a little bit. Now, I think if the Dolphins' front seven plays to the standard in which it's set against Philadelphia, they will have a much better uh, chance to, to put the screws on New England offensively than Buffalo did because New England, quite frankly, punched Buffalo in the mouth. And they missed Daquan Jones. And they missed Matt Milano. And they're still missing Tremaine Edmonds. And they're in some of these situations where, you know, they're, they're, they're putting Jordan Poyers, the other off-ball linebacker, in passing downs. 
because they they are really uh, hurting for linebacker depth. The Bills are right now with the injury to Matt Milano. So uh, I think Miami and their front seven, I know they gave up 31 points. Um, I don't think it's truly indicative of how the front seven played. And I'm really fired up about what the front seven looked like. I'll spoil that off of the, the film review from the Eagles game. I thought defensively there was a lot of good to be taken away. I thought you had a boneheaded mistake on a fourth down uh, scramble to drop A.J. Brown and leave him wide open uh, and pursue Jalen Hurts scrambling outside the pocket in coverage and leaving the opposing team's best receiver uncovered 30 yards downfield. It's not good work. You obviously force some fourth downs, and the Eagles went four for four on fourth down. Get a stop there. This is the only team that will do the tush push and and can convert fourth downs at that high of an efficiency rate. Uh, So you potentially looking at another turnover on downs there. They narrowly missed another turnover uh, with a tipped ball that Jerome Baker almost intercepted off of uh, Devontae Smith, which he potentially could have ran back for a second pick six in the same game. They were really close. And uh, I, I do think statistically speaking, you look at what the Dolphins defense did 355 yards or so of offense for Philadelphia. Uh, pretty admirable effort, especially against the run game. So uh, there's some good to be had there in the front, not to totally change the subject. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, this offensive line and the, the combination that's, that the Dolphins are going to have at their disposal, that's a, that's a pretty big conversation. We're going to have that one next year on Locked on Dolphins. Stick with us. Perhaps you'd like to go to the game on Sunday, head down to Hard Rock and see the Dolphins play the Patriots. But you don't have any tickets. Well, Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on your tickets. You can see the view from your seat before you pay so you know exactly what you're getting. And all-in prices show you your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. So even an hour, hour after it starts is the place to find last-minute tickets. So if you're a spontaneous person, Game Time might be the app for you. You find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals, tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And with zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply again. That is create an account and redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The offensive line for Miami. um, One thing that Mike McDaniel made it sound like on Monday when he spoke was that if Isaiah Wynn is going to miss time, and it sounds like that is going to be the case, uh, that the Dolphins will be looking to Lester Cotton, who came in 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 Wynn's absence, to step in as the left guard. Now, the mystery here is did Mike tip his hand as regards to what is happening at center? 
Did he tip his hand that Connor Williams will not play again this week? Or did he tip his hand that Lee Eikenberg is exclusively the backup center and between Robert Jones and Lester Cotton, you have a couple of guys who are more natural guards who will probably take those reps and one of them will earn those reps. I don't know. Um, the Dolphins could certainly use Connor Williams against the New England Patriots, although the Patriots are banged up defensively with their personnel. But everybody's banged up right now. And that's why Miami, they're kind of clinging on to right now, getting this massive influx in talent back available to them. They're kind of clinging to uh, getting through to the bye week and getting an extra week of rest for all the bumps and bruises and soft tissue injuries. It, this is going to be a totally different team that comes out of the bye. How well can you bridge the gap? And bridging the gap on the offensive line is starting to be an unenviable task. Because you have offensive lineman number six, Kendall Lamb, playing in place of offensive lineman number one, Teron Armstead. You have offensive lineman number seven, Liam Eikenberg, playing in place of probably your third best offensive lineman at worst in Connor Williams. I'd say Robert Hunt has surpassed him this year. And now you have offensive lineman number eight, Lester Cotton, playing in place of probably your fifth offensive lineman based off of their play this season in Isaiah Witt. So you have O-line 6, 7, and 8 potentially in the starting lineup if you do not have Connor Williams. Now, if Connor Williams comes back, I would probably still leave Liam Eikenberg at center. I would let him be the backup center, and I would let Robert Jones and Lester Cotton battle it out in practice this week and made the best man win the left guard job this week uh, and presumably the following week. I would not take Connor Williams and move him to guard and leave Lee Mikenberg at center. I think the timing of the offense is better with Connor Williams. I think the snap timing's better. I think Connor obviously has much more in the way of sweat equity and, and um, experience running the responsibilities that a center has. And maybe you've been deliberately careful with Connor Williams because you've been wanting to uh, protect him from long-term issues. But does the injury to Isaiah Wynn further exacerbate that and allow you into a headspace where you let Connor Williams play while banged up a little bit, knowing full well that you can get to the bye, have a guaranteed week, and then if you wanted to hold him out against the Raiders, which is one of the worst defensive lines in football, and get him another three-week window where he doesn't play a game, at that point, you're looking at having Teron Armstead back. Teron Armstead is eligible to come off of IR after this week. You may have Isaiah Wynn back, and now suddenly it may be, okay, we get Teron back, we get Isaiah Wynn back. If we need to sit Connor against the Raiders in the following week, you know, you have Teron, Wynn, Hunt, and Jackson as all starters that are back in the lineup. Is 80% or 90% of Connor Williams better than Liam Eikenberg? My answer is yes. I don't know the, the true severity of the injury. Well, they kind of alluded to that it was aggravated after playing against the Giants. And maybe you feel like you don't need him against the Patriots. I would be inclined to, to say you, you need to have some level of stability up front. And to roll with O-line 6, 7, and 8 in the starting lineup, it's, you know, I, I think the Dolphins have sufficient depth on their offensive line. But there's, not a, there's no team with sufficient depth on their offensive line that's going to roll out three backups and feel really good about what they have up front.
Now, I'll say this. I admire the effort that the unit put forth against Philadelphia, knowing that's the best defensive line in football. They did not win up front. They were not physical enough up front. Now, they made some adjustments, and I think there were some schematic and angular issues with how they attacked the run game, specifically in the first half, that further exacerbated that that had nothing to do with Lester Cotton's ability to block Jalen Carter. But passing off stunts and communication, you had loopers that were free runners in Tua Tungvaloa's face. I respect the hell out of what Tua Tungvaloa did against Philadelphia and how he managed free runners in his face, and how he managed empty protection, five-man out and routes, true drop-back passing. That's not this game. That's not this team's game. And yet, if you look at Lester Cotton, if he didn't hold on the touchdown pass to Tyreek, it's still a touchdown. So there's four points. You look at the drop from Tyreek Hill that had another twist and free runner right in his face, and Josh Sweat, two put the ball exactly where it needed to be with a lot of anticipation in five-man protection. That's another seven points that were just dropped because you turned the ball over on downs on fourth down because the referees were blind and didn't call face mask on Cedric Wilson on the sideline. So that's 11 points he lost. You went for it on fourth down. So, you know, you could have elected to kick the three. So at minimum, it's seven points off the board for you. The drive before that, they had a really ticky-tack penalty on Julian Hill that put Miami in first and 10 on the 32-yard the line. Instead, it's second and 18, and you're at the 50-yard line, and you try the, to hit that kind of sideline wheel to Savan Ahmed and, and Tua just misses him, and then it's third and 18. You get a short completion, you got a punt. That took three points off the board. Then you had the interception in the red zone that we, Mike McDaniel clearly felt, based on his post-game press conference, was illegal contact downfield by Zach Cunningham. I'd be inclined to agree with him. That would have put the ball on the two-yard line. That's at least three points. That's so, like, how different would the narrative for Tua's play have been in this game if Tyreek Hill doesn't drop a touchdown catch and if Lester Cotton is not called for a holding penalty on the first possession uh, that Miami had down in the scoring area, which was a possession that, you know, yes, it was a penalty. But I watched the Philadelphia Eagles hook David Long on the following possession and not get called for the same penalty. How different would the narrative be if Lester Cotton doesn't hold and if Tyreek Hill doesn't drop that ball? Or if they call defensive pass interference and Miami has first and ten for, or first and goal from the two and ends up getting a touchdown pass there. From an execution standpoint, I thought Tua Tungvalo was the better quarterback. Now, Jalen Hurts and his athleticism and ability to get outside of structure uh, and win outside of structure was what helped win the Eagles the football game. Tua, that, that's something Tua is showing some spurts of. He's never going to be as athletic or as dynamic as Jalen Hurts. But as far as executing within an offense and making progressions and reads and protecting yourself in the pocket with the offensive line effort that they had for 60 minutes, which was swimming upstream, I think it was a massive growth game from Tua to show I have to do the things that are not what we do best offensively, and I have to do it with three backup offensive linemen, and I'm going to protect myself as best as I can. I'm going to mitigate hits. I'm going to get the ball out of my hand fast. I'm going to make good decisions. I'm going to throw with anticipation. There's going to be times where I have to choke the ball and not throw with anticipation because it's muddy with how the Eagles are playing us in zone defense, and then I'm still going to make good decisions and throw with accuracy. 
Now that's just a little bit of a rant that's off the rails uh, for what we're talking about with offensive line combinations. But I say all that to say, I would love for the Dolphins to not be in a position to have to put to it in that position for two more weeks before you get to the bye. Or one more week before Teron Armstead comes back, if Teron Armstead is going to come back from uh, the IR quickly. I don't know that he will, but he will be eligible to play against Kansas City because he went on IR after Buffalo. And then you had New York, Carolina, Philadelphia, game number four is this week against New England. So that'll be a big storyline this week for Miami is what this combination looks like. Is Connor Williams going to play at 90% or 80% or whatever he is? If he does, do you move Liam Eikenberg? Are you already planning on not having Connor Williams and Liam Eikenberg is going to be locked in at center? And is Lester Cotton coming up? Is he definitively your backup left guard? There's a storyline for next week with Teron. There's a lot. There's a, there's a lot of flux. And we're really close to getting out of the bye and having a lot of reinforcements coming to this roster. This is why I wanted to take the time and touch on it now as we get ready for what is a critical AFC East contest because Miami has a really good position. You know who has two losses right now in the AFC East? The Buffalo Bills. So if the Bills, obviously you've lost that game head-to-head. That's week 18. There's a lot of leveraging building to that game that Miami is going to have rooted interest in. We already stated one of our goals for this season was for the Dolphins to go 4-2 and two in the division. If you sweep the Pats, you're going to be in really good position to do that. We got more coming your way here on Locked On Dolphins, so make sure you hit subscribe. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I appreciate you guys checking out the show. Fins up. I am out of here for now. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. I'll talk to you all again soon. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.